0: In this episode of Escaping the Rabbit Hole, I, I'm talking about the, mild, uh, the Maui wildfires. I live on Kauai. I've lived out here for about 16 years, so I've um, Hawaii's become my home. These fires really hit home, and it took a lot out of me emotionally. Thinking about every like all the bad things that happened. Keep in mind that uh, I recorded this podcast. A few days after the my uh the wildfires initially happened and i am recording this intro probably about two weeks after so when you're listening to the podcast you might hear me talking about all the uh, wildfires that happened three days ago or whatever keep in mind this is um recorded it was recorded a while ago it's just taking me some time to get around to it i've uh, been in kind of a funk if you have any questions please feel free to reach out aloha Welcome to Escaping the Rabbit Hole, hosted by former conspiracy theorist Antonio Perez, author of Converting Conspiracy Theorists. Antonio looks at conspiracy theories from multiple angles, such as how do conspiracy theorists impact their family and friends? How can they escape the grip of conspiracy theories? And why do they fall down the rabbit hole in the first place? You'll discover strategies to set clear boundaries with people stuck in dangerous conspiracy theories and improve your mental well-being. Here's your host, Antonio Perez. So I'm just recording this uh, podcast episode. I'm not sure if I'm actually going to release this. I, I, I always knew that doing this podcast would potentially take me, take me to some dark places in my past in regards to conspiracy theories, how I constantly operated from a place of fear, um, operated from... And external locus of control. For anybody that's aware, external uh, locus of control is where do you place your powers? Is it the boogeyman on the outside or is it or am I in control? Am I am I sitting in my own power? As pretty much everybody listening to this is aware the the fires in Maui have decimated Lahaina. I live in Kauai, thankfully I'm not in Maui. It's been absolutely fucking depressing although i have no connection to maui it just seeing families losing their loved ones hearing stories of babies die just horrific stories and then hearing stories of these predatory vultures trying to swoop in and and buy people's land it's just it's depressing the past two days, it's been a lot of doom scrolling, looking on Facebook, looking on TikTok, have a lot of magical thinking, like, oh, what if this would have happened? What if they would have been better prepared? And, and it sounds like the government out here just, they bungled it. I don't want to throw any conspiracy theories out there, but it sounds like the uh, emergency, the civil defense system didn't operate. Anytime there's like hurricanes, they'll like blast sirens. I don't know why that didn't happen. Or if, that would, if they would have even had enough time. It sounds like they had, like... It sounds like it moved a move to block every, like, 30 seconds. Like, it, it's depressing. And without fail, conspiracy theorists have jumped on it, claiming that it's DEW, the Directed Energy Weapons. they don't only give people time to grieve. Just like with Sandy Hook, when parents have or their kids have died, have been slaughtered. They didn't even give time, give those people a chance to grieve before they start spreading their bullshit. I guess this podcast for me is a little therapeutic to get it out. I need to, um, do some work on myself to do some self-hypnosis. I've got a couple good self-hypnosis protocols for managing with, uh, trauma and grief. It, um, I think sometimes you have to like you have to let grief grief happen naturally. But I'll get to the point that if you don't take care of it, it can just manifest in other stuff. And I don't want to take a risk of drinking again. I haven't drinking like seven or eight years, seven years maybe. I don't want to take the risk of smoking a cigarette. But if I if I were to do that, oh well, worse things have happened. Yeah, sometimes life sucks for people. I'm so lucky that I didn't lose anything and one thing uh when uh me and my girlfriend we've been helping our elderly neighbor out since two thousand seventeen Hawaiian guy he first saw him walk into a store uh, a couple years ago I asked him if he needed a ride to the store and then since then we just we'd we'd help him with his doctor's appointments pretty much everything and during the pandemic he came up every day he I take him to the beach three days a week, and we would just spend time, like, he became, like, an adoptive father out here in Hawaii called Hanai, H-A-N-A-I, he became my Hanai father, like, he um, definitely showed me a lot of love. The other day we were, it was the day after the fire, when everything, when it, everybody saw the aftermath, or maybe it was the next day, we... We're driving out to the nursing home. He's in a nursing home now. We're driving out to the nursing home and we thought about all the people that couldn't make it out of the of the fires, all the the elderly kids, babies, and just think about the sheer terror that people are, are going through. This is gonna be a long and I don't want to make it about me, but it I'm just just feel so bad for anybody that's that's lost family lost everything think about all that culture 200 years of that town and it's and it's so disgusting watching people that have like no disregard they have no dis, no uh, disregard or just disregarding of no humanity for some of those people This is definitely the worst da- disaster I've been privy to, and I'm 200 some miles away. But The good thing is Hawaii. Everybody looks out for each other. There's the idea out here of Ohana. That's one of the reasons why we started taking care of our of our elderly neighbor. He had, he didn't have too much family here, and plus with his, we didn't know at the time, but with memory issues, he wouldn't. Re- we didn't see the early signs of dementia. He might not have remembered if he had family here. I don't. Th- doesn't really have any family that could help him. So we just started helping him. And for me, like I got so much joy out of that. He, he's my best friend. Even before he broke his hip back like last November, so we, we had to take him to the hospital and then go to a nursing home. But before that, I would he'd come up for dinner every day. I'd go down, take um, walk him home, make sure he's safe, and. I'd hug him Because it, it, the older he got The dementia was getting worse and worse And we were worried about him falling over And I'd go in his house I'd sit down talk to him We'd just kind of shoot the shit I'd hug him I'm like you're my best friend And he'd uh, always reply with You're my best friend too That is probably going to be one of My uh, saving graces during all this That knowing that I almost have like a, a bigger purpose That I have to take care of him and don't get me wrong, he's he's in a phenomenal nursing home. They do a phenomenal job. But it, you still, I still feel like I have to look after him. And even with all this happening now, it's bring up some more elements of shame. Originally, when he broke his hip, I just felt shame. Like, why did I do more at the hospital? Like, I should have fought more. should have pushed back. And so I had a really bad experience at the hospital. And And then those elements of shame are coming through with with this, with the fires, I'm thinking, like, if I, if I get mad, if I'm mad at something in the past couple days, this is not related to the fires, and I'm like, oh my god, I feel like a bad person, because every, everybody's going through something bad in their life at some point. I just have to use this as a reminder to work on myself, take a breath, and use some of my processes. If anybody's wants to know of some good ways to kind of manage their emotions... Um, tapping is a, is what I've used before. If you go to um, selfcarefortrauma.com, dot com, I think the website is there. Is um, uh, it's a free resource? They can tell you how to do it. There's a uh, a phone app for it. Another um, good resource is Whoop, W O O P. Mental. It's a mental contrasting tool. A lot of, of self help focuses on. Just be positive. Just be positive. Just be positive. This tool works with identifying what your goal is, what that's going to do for you, the emotional payoff you're going to get, and then the um, the um, uh, inner obstacle that prevent you from getting it. And in regards to if you're dealing with like stress or or trauma, you're you could use that that whoop process, W-O-O-P, and you can just find the app on either App Store or the Play Store. It's a free app. For the wish, it's, there's, it, they call it a wish, which is your desire, your goal, is to... I guess you want it framed in the positive, just in like three to six words. Um, I don't know what your personal wish should be, but you want it to be kind of realistic and maybe just be kind to myself, for example especially like high time well that's a good one for myself damn that, that was an eye opener i'm gonna, i'm actually going to write that down that um that one is was my unconscious telling me i need to be kind to myself i'm going to jot that down so i don't forget play around with the process to figure out what you want to do another great resource something that's helped me out immensely has been core transformation you can get the book on amazon uh, if you if you have experience with meditation, um, self hypnosis, stuff like that, you can. It'll be. You should be able to guide yourself through the process. Keep in mind that it's a very trance inducing process. Um, it's almost easier if you can find somebody to guide you through it. I've used that to overcome trauma of a neighbor that was killed when I was like five or six. I've used it to um, overcome like high amounts of anxiety during the. Um, uh, during 2020 election not knowing like how the election was going to go and with that one it, it gave me peace that if trump were to be elected nothing i can do about it and so that that helped to get rid of the anxiety because it doesn't help to be in that high stress state 24 7 you can't do anything about it i'm gonna focus on the inside so if you want if you want help with with uh that process i can guide you through it or if you want if you contact me i can maybe i I might have a video that describes how to use a process on yourself let's see there's that and then there's another one i started reading this book no bad parts by richard schwartz it's a therapeutic process called internal family systems it's kind of similar to Core transformation in the aspect that it it works under the premise that we have like inner inner parts of us like um how to say like a subpersonality, and these parts are not trying to hurt us, but they're trying to. Pres- uh, they're trying. It's like self-preservation. They're trying to maybe keep us safe, keep us comfortable, etc. Both those processes are really good. I have more experience with corp transformation, but I'm also getting some experience with no bad part with. The, I'm sorry, not no bad parts, but with IFS internal family systems. Other good things to look into are uh, EMDR for trauma. Eye movement desensitization reprocessing and uh, one thing I would love to see for the residents of uh, Maui and Lahaina is if they could get a bunch of when it, at the dust settles this is gonna be a long road to recovery this is it's this is still fresh for everybody it's only like five like five days after six days I would like to see them get a bunch of... I'm sure they're going to do it. Just get a bunch of, like, qualified therapists, crisis counselors. I'm sure they're going to do it. And use use things like, uh, especially EMDR, to help them take the emotional sting out of it. Because this is... It sucks all around. One thing I noticed, I think it was yesterday. I don't know. It might have been yesterday, but I... Or maybe two days ago. I started with all this... With all this that's happening, I'm just I'm just doom scrolling on Facebook and TikTok and just had a lot of what if thinking, like magical thinking, like what if this would happen? What if the the uh, the town had been more moist? What if the power lines didn't drop? Blah 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 blah. It, I started pulling myself back into the external locus of control. Look, instead of focusing on the inside, but okay, what can I what can I do now? What can we do to help people rebuild from this? and i don't know if i mentioned this earlier i'm kind of brain foggy but all these people that talk about it's the direct energy weapons seriously not now it's, this really it's this kind of hits home and i'm not even that close to maui but it's everybody, everybody on the islands we have a pretty good sense of taking care of each other conspiracy theorist Look for problems while the rest of us have to find solutions. Who gives a shit? Let's say it was a direct energy weapon. I personally, I'm going to say 100%, I don't believe it. I think it's bullshit. But let's say it was. Who gives a fucking shit? What are we going to do about it? What are the solutions? And I would like to propose the idea that the majority of people that are donating... And are working to help rebuild do not believe it it's some kind of grand conspiracy theory they're not stuck in the oh it's the boogeyman oh oh there's nothing we can do there's nothing we can do so please rethink if you are listening to this and you are conspiracy theorists if you're on the fence like maybe it was a dr- stop it ask yourself how is this helping anybody It's preying on people that have lost everything. They've lost their homes. They've lost their livelihood. They've lost everything. The only thing that a lot of these people, that I assume, I don't want to speak for people, because I'm not in that situation, only thing they have is hopefully their ohana. Hopefully they have other people they can lean on. And like I said, Hawaii is strong. It just, It just... Boggles my mind that that town is completely gone, aside for maybe one or two buildings. I've been having this weird kind of trauma response. I don't want to say this as is that almost. I don't know if that's. I, I'm not trying to make it about myself, but when I think about people losing a life and then all their their pictures, culture, everything gone, every possession. I get this weird response where I get kind of dizzy and sick for a second. It's just this quick instant uh, flash of grief. So for me, I know that I need to work on myself. I need to do some kind of, I need to use uh, maybe core transformation on myself to stop that response from happening. But then there's the other token. Anytime if, Let's say if you've lost somebody and you're going through grief, and there, sometimes there's that fear, like, "Well, if I if I stop crying, if I stop feeling bad, then did I even care about that person?" So there's that. There's almost like part of me that's holding on to that, like, I, like I need to feel bad because if I don't feel bad, then it's like I would never cared about. For anybody listening that wants to help, there's a couple ways you can do. You can help people. Um, if you go to GoFundMe.com, there's a, a you just scroll down a little bit there's a um a list of verified gofundmes there's uh, so many people that need help just they have absolutely nothing any amount of money can help um another thing there's um there's a very real concern that outside greedy investors are going to try swooping up and buy and steal land from native hawaiians Especially when they know that when they are in, in a high-stress state, they're going through trauma, grief, PTSD, they know that that's a perfect time for them to swoop in, which is absolutely fucking despicable. I don't know how anybody could ever think about something like that when people are, are still mourning their dead and haven't even found their family members. If you're on my website, you'll see a link where there's a petition to help um, prevent land grabs. If you're not on my website, if you go to escapingtherabbithole.com dot com forward slash land grab L A N D G R A B, that'll take you directly to that petition. Please sign that petition. There, there's people, generational families that are that are having a very real threat of having to leave this, leave Maui because it's it's gotten getting so expensive out here, and people are obviously trying to already swoop their land up. I've already talked for way too much on this topic. Like I said, I don't know if I'm going to publish this or if this is just a way to get all my stuff out. Be safe, everybody, and please don't spread dangerous conspiracy theories. Thanks for listening to Escaping the Rabbit Hole. To get instant access to the newest episodes of the podcast and the first three chapters of Antonio's newest book, go to www.escapingtherabbithole.com and enter your first name and best email and smash the button that says, get the podcast.